Welcome to Fresh Bread, podcast of Grace Bible Church, Gainesville, with Pastor Keith and Pastor Brandon. Well, hi everyone, welcome to Fresh Bread, podcast number five. Fresh Bread, where we're bringing the truth of God's Word to a starving world. Today we'll be looking at eschatology. Eschatology, that big seminary word, end times. We're heading into the end times, that's what we hear all the time. Pastor Brandon, eschatology, are you excited? I'm excited to talk about eschatology. I think it's it's an important topic because we see the news and we, we're reading the clouds, so to speak, the weather, and trying to see what we think is going to happen. And there's certainly a lot of different views on the end times and where we're going. And so I'm excited to talk about this subject. Is that why we're talking about it? Because there's been there's so many different views on that and it can affect how you read the rest of Scripture? Well, really, if you want to get down to it, your view of eschatology reflects your view of Scripture. So really reflects your understanding of how you interpret Scripture. Here at Grace Bible Church, we take a literal hermeneutic in terms of how we understand Scripture. So we come to the conclusion that we come to in terms of our view of eschatology. By the way, eschatology is the study of end times. It's kind of a big word. Maybe you should define hermeneutics as well. Yeah, hermeneutics would be the science of interpreting Scripture. Hermeneutics would be understanding Scripture and its grammatical, how it's written grammatically. It's how it's written literarily and, you know, understanding it in the context of Scripture. And so it's just the science of interpreting Scripture. I don't want to make it sound complex because I say it's a science. I mean, you do the same thing every day when you read the newspaper. You understand the the front page and read the front page differently than you read the classifieds, so to speak. So you're reading and understanding the genre, the literary genre, when you read that and you understand how it's written. You definitely wouldn't read the comic strips literally because you're understanding it to be, uh, you know, a comic and you're in interpreting that way. And so biblical hermeneutics would be the same type of understanding where we understand it in its context and how it's written. You may have to do a podcast on hermeneutics. That's yeah, a big, big I think so. And I don't want to go too far down the road. But yeah. yes, I think hermeneutics is uh, important even to the topic that we're at, at hand of eschatology. So we're going to look at zeroing in. There's four major views of the thousand-year reign. Millennium. Uh, Millennium. It's mi- millennium. No, it's the millennium. It's the thousand, literally thousand years, thousand-year period of time. And each of these views, each of the four that have uh, one's a, a pre-millennial view. The other is uh, another is amillennial view. And there's post-millennial view, and then there's historical premillennialism. They distinct by how they view that thousand-year period that's re- mentioned in Revelation chapter 20. Yeah, so will Christ rule physically or spiritually from the earth? Is that the question? Well, I think that is part of the question for sure. I think that's the understanding of premillennial view would take a literal understanding of Christ's reign, meaning that he would reign physically. I think you could say also spiritually in the sense that it's a spiritual reign, but I think he will be clearly from, you know, my understanding of scripture, we see him reigning physically from Jerusalem, reigning over the earth physically, but some of the other, you know, that's a premillennial view. Some of the other views would take a spiritual view of that, saying that this kingdom is not a physical kingdom, but it is a spiritual kingdom. How does that view Israel in the, in the church? Well, I think that 
you know, in terms of a premillennial view that we take, would we would say that there is a distinction between the church and Israel, that God has a purpose, a future purpose, if you will, a future purpose for Israel, whereas he has a purpose for the church. And those two purposes are different, but they, but in terms of, you know, the end result, all the church or Israel are, in terms of salvation, you know, still in terms of election, whether or not someone is part of God's people. I would say that that under the umbrella where you find the church in Israel, that umbrella would be God's people or the elect. But I would say that there are going to be, there is a distinction between the nations, the rest of the nations or the church and Israel itself. We're defining dispensational premillennialism. Yes, I mean, because I mean, I think the historical premillennialism view is similar to the dispensational view, which is, again, the one we take. It's similar, but they don't see a distinction between the church and Israel. Differences in terms of how they see the rapture and how they see Christ reigning during the millennial kingdom. But, you know, by and large, they don't see this distinction between the church and Israel. Scripturally, I think we see that distinction clearly. It's just a matter of how you interpret it and how you understand it. Do both of these also believe in Israel will go back to kind of a sacrificial temple worship again during in that reign? Yeah, I think, yes, I think that, that both would say that there will be a temple will be rebuilt and that there will be a reinstitution of the sacrificial system. The question would be, I mean, in terms of the purpose of that, it's a memori- it's more of a memorial purpose it seems to be uh, but yeah. yes it seems to be that that's a that's an understanding that both the historical millennialism and dispensational premillennialism that is both of those take that same view of the temple in the in the millennial kingdom so i think keith it might be helpful for us to take a few minutes really to we've kind of had this intro of talking back and forth in terms of the the different views but it might be helpful to take a few minutes to define each one of them uh, each one of these views. Okay. Which one do you want to start with? Should we start with post? We can start with post. Uh, I would say it's interesting that post is one of the post millennialism is one of the views or is the view that's probably getting the most press right now. A couple of proponents of that view uh, would be Doug Wilson would be a proponent of that view, and now James White, fairly recently. They believe the world's going to become better. Yeah. The uh, well. What they what they actually believe is that yes, the world will become better, that the that the gospel will increase or advance, and there'll be this this Christian Christianization of the world, the church taking the gospel to the nations, and the ultimate purpose of that would be to really establish the world in such a fashion that the world is ready for Christ. I mean, so that so I mean, it's a really a, it's a robust view in a sense that people are, get excited about it. You know, that especially, I, I, it's interesting. I think young men gravitate toward this view because because they, they're they're actually making a difference in the, in their mind. Like it's not this. So you know, as an example, premillennialism. The the knock on it is is that we're just kind of getting beat up, you know, as the church, and eventually we're going to get kind of get kicked off the scene when the Antichrist rises and, you know, go through tribulation, you know, that Christ is going to rapture this, there's going to be this remnant that he's going to rapture out, you know, so we're just kind of losing in this age and, and not ultimately going to win. And that, you know, I, now I would say that 
the church wins in Christ, which I think is the point, but they would say that it's kind of a loser view, if you will. You know, but they, they would say that it's a that it's certainly this this idea of that we're losing, the world is getting worse, you know, that the when things are proceeding from bad to worse. So the church kind of is losing the battle. And that doesn't appeal to them who want to be victorious. You know, that Romans 8, we're more, we're more than conquerors. They want to see us being conquering the world. And, you know, they would see, the post-millennial view would see a political system becoming more and more Christianized and, and arts becoming more and more Christianized. But that would, that, I think that's where they would see us conquering is that through the gospel, obviously, I mean, preaching the gospel, that more and more people would come to know Christ as a, you know, as a percentage of the world, that more and more people would come to know the Lord Jesus, and then, you know, the world becomes more Christianized. And, you know, it's interesting, because I said young men love it because because it's uh, this idea of conquering. But I think older men love it because the, the idea is, is that it's a it's an extended period of time, and so I can establish a family, and I can have a I can have a history, I can have a future. My family can have a future. I don't have to. It's not this view that you know that at some point, you know, my kids or my grandkids' life is going to be cut short, and it's going to continue a, a, for for many many years, and then when Christ returns, it's just we're just going to go into the eternal state. And so there's not going to be this period of tribulation. There's not going to be this kind of between and betwixt and between, if you will, of the thousand year reign. But we're, we're just going to live in conquering the world. And then when it's ready, Christ is going to return and we're going to go into the eternal state. There's a lot appealing about that, if you think about it. Yeah. But, I, but I think what we have to recognize real quick, what we have to recognize is they believe that it's not a literal thousand years, but it could be even thousands of years, that we could be another 10,000 years waiting for Christ's return. So, I mean, they, it's, a, it's really a long view of, of the world and, and history, as opposed to we would say, I mean, most premillennialists would say that Christ's coming is imminent, that he's, you know, he's right at the door. And, and, you know, we would say, we would even look at society and we would see it as the world is falling apart, that, you know, we're waiting for Christ's return so that he, he would make things right. And and so again, that postmillennial view would be the idea that he is making things right even now, even if we can't see it, even if there are times when things look bleak. That is victory in the church. That Christ is victorious in the church, and that goes back again to that whole conqueror idea that I'm I'm able to conquer because I'm part of the church. There's so many questions I have, but I know we, we're trying to get through all four of these. We're gonna do. I think we're gonna do each one individually. Yes. On podcast because I have so many questions. You just explained something that that I never realized that because I'm thinking they have a thousand years to get this done. We're getting towards the end, but if you want to extend it another ten thousand, okay, then I can. Then you got you have a better shot because if you're going to look at it like a, they say like a hockey stick, you know, or that the as the graph, we we should be probably getting better because we're coming to the end of the thousand years. Cause well, now two thousand years. Yeah. So we're not even. I mean, it, they they would say it's definitely not a literal thousand years in terms of the millennial kingdom. But what they would ultimately say is that that we're literally thinking in terms of thousands of years. And you can see where that's appealing. To. I've heard Doug Wilson talk about this. This is it's appealing to him because he knows that his grandchildren and great grandchildren and great great grandchildren potentially have lives that and they're going to be able to make a difference and the the actions that he takes today in terms of how he lives his life and how he pours into his children and his children's children makes a difference because we're you know marching forward toward victory and and you know that victory comes through the church and as Christ works okay ah uh. let's hit off Okay. I just call it awe uh, because they can't say millennial.
Amillennialism, I think one of the major distinctions would be that there is no millennial kingdom, that we are living in that now, I guess. I mean, the ah is, is the negative, so there is no literal thousand-year reign, that we're living in that millennial kingdom now, that it's a spiritual kingdom. The, then the second distinction would be that the, that the church has replaced Israel, or said another way, the church is the eschatological fulfillment of Israel. And so the the kingdom of God in the amillennial view would be a spiritual reality that all Christians partake in and that is seen presently by faith. I mean, the, the idea is that we are living in the kingdom now. It's a spiritual kingdom. And so they take the, the view of the rapture being that we will you know, meet the Lord in the clouds, but it'll be immediately proceed the judgment of the nations with Christ, and then we will follow him into the eternal state. They don't see the tribulation period of revelation, and they don't see the thousand, a, a literal thousand-year reign of Christ. So that would be, again, the distinctions of the amillennial view of eschatology. Yeah, that we're in the, we're in the thousand-year reign right now. But it's all spiritual. Yeah, it's a spiritual reign, spiritual kingdom. I, I will say something here, you know, as we go through, you know, post mill, ah mill, you know, I'm not an expert on, I'm not an amillennialist, so I'm not an ex- expert on that view. Uh, I'm not an expert on the post millennial view. I only know what I've, you know, what I've heard different people say and, and you know, what we've researched on it. You know, I, I will say, I, and I certainly don't want to sound like you know, we're gonna we're putting up a straw man, and we're gonna just learn that straw man can't be true, and just you know the easy arguments, and we really want to treat these fairly in terms of how they how we view it. So I think that's I think what we want to do is take some time and and really look you know dive deep into the scriptures and look at why they say what they say uh, in terms of why they view scripture the way they do. The name of our podcast is Fresh Bread. Absolutely. Taking God's truth and starting real. So we want to always be biblical. Compare to what's happening yes. to the Bible. Yes. There's a lot to this, isn't there? It's a, it is somewhat complicated. I, and it's interesting, you know, on the side, you and I were just talking about, you've been looking at this for 25 years. I've been looking at this for 25 years. We would both say that, you know, we were pretty settled on our view, but I don't think either one of us would be able to say that it was easy to come to those views in terms of there's a lot of, there's a lot that goes into this. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of, you know, there's Old Testament passages, there's New Testament passages, trying to, to really understand how we should view uh, end times, how we should view prophecy. It, it can be fairly complicated. It can be overwhelming. I'm, you know, there's so many people that say, well, I'm just a pan-millennialist. I, I'm going to, you know, it'll all pan out in, in the end. You know, God will do what he will do. And, and I think, you know, obviously... I mean, truthfully, I I would say that that is a side of things. I understand why someone would say that. You know, why does it matter to me? But at the same time, as students of the Bible, we should be should be a desire to know. There should be a desire to learn and to see those gaps filled in, and so that we can have confidence as we live in this day. So as 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 we're as we come to the end of this podcast, and, and remember, we're going to go through each one of these in future podcasts. We're going to take a more in-depth look. At, at each one of these. So how would somebody, let's say someone at Grace Bible Church or someone listening to us, they don't understand all this yet. They're kind of new at it. How, how would they come to, how would they come to understand it better? Or they're a pan-millennial. Pan or they, you know, they don't care. Yeah, like, yeah. what do I care? It all pans, it will pan out in the end. You know, I think, first off, I think you need to really, if I were in the position of trying to learn, I would really work hard on my hermeneutics 
and understanding hermeneutics. And I know that's a big seminary word or a word that might scare people off, but we talked about it earlier. It really is just learning how to interpret scripture and there really is a science behind it you know we how we view scripture and i think it's important that we would you have a a sound hermeneutic and a consistent hermeneutic i would argue that there needs to be a consistent hermeneutic from genesis 1 1 all the way to revelation 22 that really scripture there's no interpret scripture differently depending on where we are in scripture in the sense that the old testament is going to be interpreted the same way as the new testament you know obviously taking into account genre and different things so i would say first off develop an an, an understanding of what a sound hermeneutic is uh, would be the first first place to start the other yeah it's amazing that when i was an early believer. I didn't know any of these. I didn't know hermen- what hermeneutics was. I didn't know eschatology. I didn't know all the big words, but I, I understood things going on. And it wasn't until I got into seminary and you took the hermeneutics class that I understood there is a correct way to interpret scripture. And it, it is a literal, historical, you start with the basic, like who was it written or who wrote it, all these things. And then as you stretch that out, it lay that on everything and it, everything starts to fit. We'll go into this more in detail in, in the future podcast. So eschatology, hopefully we tried to do a flyover. Hopefully we'll, we'll land on each one individually in the upcoming podcast. Are you ready for them? Yeah, I think, Keith, I, I think we'll, what we'll try to do is is really look at each of the elements of you know the 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 major elements of each of these views and try to understand how they view them and why and scripturally why they view them in in that way as an example why do amillennialists view the millennial kingdom in the way that they do we'll look at scripture we'll look at what their arguments are and we'll try to understand it and we'll try to understand you know why you know what the biblical view really is Uh, so we're hopefully hopefully we'll take the time as we go through this these series of podcasts will take be able to take the time for you to understand the listener to understand why we believe that premillennial dispensational premillennial is the correct view of eschatology. Yeah, I would like to break these down into four sections of eschatology. We'll look at the rapture, how each one of these views view it, the tribulation, how they each one views it, uh, the millennial kingdom, how each one views it, and then the church. And Israel, yes, we'll just, and look at each and yeah. each one, and look at the scripture and and why it, it is what it is. We'll dig. We'll do some digging. Bring yeah, your we're gonna, shovel and your we're gonna be a, uh, We're gonna start mining out the That's truth. Right. That's right. We'll do that next time. Okay, we'll end it here then. We'll end it. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Fresh Bread, podcast of Grace Bible Church Gainesville. For more information, go to gracegainesville.org. And thanks for listening.